Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Signing day coverage brought to you by Campbell Cunningham, Taylor, and Han. Life is better when you see better. CCTIs.com. CCTIs.com. Cole Harrison, Oregon State transfer. Your thoughts on... No, 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 no. Cole Harrison is the California tight end. Sorry. Oh, Cole Harrison and, I meant to say, an Oregon State transfer <laughs> and Jermod McCoy. These are somewhat surprising, um, I think. How surprised are you, Jeru? With Cole Harrison, Tennessee kind of got in there late, just offered him at the beginning of December. So I'd say that's probably the most surprising one for Jermod McCoy when he entered the portal with Tennessee needing defensive backs. They went after him immediately and the kind of hit it off from the jump. So I'd say Cole Harrison is probably the more interesting and surprising of the two, three-star tight end. Played his high school football in California for one of the best teams in the country. So he's proven himself to be that ranking against um, high-level teams. But we know what Tennessee's tight end room looks like. So I'm curious to see where he fits into that room. Well, and Calhoun, I know you're really high on McCoy. I am. Um, I agree with Jairo that Cole Harrison was actually the bigger surprise because Tennessee went and got Holden Stays over the weekend. But look, I, I'm very, very skeptical of Holden Stays because, like I say, players who transfer from big schools because they weren't playing, you question what they're going to do at your school. Now, Jermon McCoy is different. He was playing and he balled out. And I, he was borderline freshman All-American. And the only reason he's transferring, it's not because he couldn't play or anything like that. It's because Oregon State's coach is gone. And Oregon State is not going to be a Power 5 school next year because they're going to be in the Pac-2 and an affiliate with the Mountain West. So everybody who can leave Oregon State is leaving Oregon State because of that reason. So Jermon McCoy is a huge pickup. You can plug him right in at cornerback. And guys, all of a sudden, Tennessee's not looking so bad at in the secondary, at least at the quarterback spot, when you have Jermon McCoy, who's going to be the who he's the best, he's going to be the best cornerback Tennessee has had since Elante Taylor. And then on the other side, you'll have either Gabe Judy Lolly or one of the freshmen from this year, Jordan Matthews or Ricky Gibson the third. So look, this is a big, big, big pickup. All right, let me start with uh Jeru. So with McCoy, uh, what is was Tennessee's secondary start to look like with I think about 58 defensive backs and the uh looking around in the transfer portal. Um, what does Tennessee secondary start to look like in, in 2024? Uh, just a rough sketch. We don't know if McCoy's going to show up ready to play. We don't, we don't know about some of these other guys, but this is certainly a boost to a group that I know a lot of people uh, are, are very, very concerned about the secondary. Yeah, I think McCoy will definitely probably end up playing and starting in this secondary because he has experience starting at the FBS level. Even though it's one year of experience, it's a lot more experience than the freshman in that room. I also think the staff is really high on Ricky Gibson. He was always the first off the bench in that secondary, so I definitely think he'll be one of the starting cornerbacks as well. Jacoby Thomas from MTSU also has a pretty solid resume. I think he was more of a safety build at MTSU, and he's a guy that you can stick in there and probably play as well. So I would say those three right now, and then Gabe Judy Lolly, obviously, if he does decide to come back. I don't think he's made his decision public yet if he's leaving or stay, leaving or going or – what his plan for next year is. 
So I think your locks right now are McCoy, Thomas, the two transfers, assuming they fit in well with the culture, and then Ricky Gibson probably in that um, secondary. And then I know Jordan Matthews, the staff, is high on as well. So you've gotten to the point now where six have left, so you have a lot of depth. And I think some of that change of face and new people in the secondary isn't all a bad thing. I mean, Wesley Walker is still floating around in the secondary. We haven't heard an announcement from him yet. So I think there's a lot of stuff, a lot of moving parts in that secondary, but they might end up better off with um, transfers versus guys who left to transfer away. Yep. It's, it's interesting. He was actually having a great year before he got injured. Correct. Caleb Calhoun. Jermaine McCoy. Yes. I need one more Caleb on, on the show is what I need. Um, uh, but uh, Calhoun, he talk about his, uh, his season last year, if you can. Yeah, he um he had a very very good year last year. He uh I'm pulling up his numbers now. Uh, Jaru mentioned him at the beginning of the show, but I mean he had two interceptions, broke up seven passes. I I believe played in every game through November, uh, except for I think it was the last week he didn't play. But he got better as time went on, and we're talking about a guy that look Oregon State ended up not having too bad of a defense, and so and we all know by the way he was tested in the sense of. Whatever you think about the the Pac-12, quarterback play in the Pac-12 was superb this year. I mean, it was the best it's been in a long, long time. It was the best in the country. And so it's not like he wasn't tested playing out at Oregon State. And, yes, yeah, so we had two interceptions, seven pass breakups, uh, recovered a fumble. It was all over the field. He stands at about 6 feet 180. So I think there is kind of that question of don't you want kind of the six one six two guys playing cornerback? But, you know – I kind of think that's overrated anyway, because size is a thing that favors all almost always favors receivers on 50, 50 balls. Your, your, your goal as a cornerback is to not create situations where there's 50, 50 balls most of the time. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, he was a safety, but I thought Jonathan Hefney was uh, too small to play when he showed up and he, he proved me wrong. Uh, portions of the program brought to you by uh, state farm agent, Don self customer service still matters. Everybody wants to save money. I understand that, but for well over 40 years, they've built their business and reputation. That is Don self state farm agent taking care of their customers. 423-396-2126 in the greater Chattanooga area, your state farm agent, Don self, go to Don self.net, Don self.net. Uh, I've got a question and we're going to speculate a little bit. Could there be guys, because I don't expect you to know every single transfer portal guy, Jaru, but could there be guys that are waiting to see what happens in, uh, in the schools that were left out of the conference realignment from, from the Pac-12? I mean, there is another transfer portal period. Um, I wonder if there are some guys still uh, that want to find out where their school may land. Yeah, I would say so. I'm not 100% sure, obviously, but – the weird thing about that spring transfer portal period is that you can't transfer, at least for the SEC, you can't transfer in conference. So you'll have a lot of guys who, if like a Pac-12 guy does enter the portal of good defensive back in that spring window, it'll be all 12 SEC schools going after him, assuming they all want him because there's no interconference transferring. You also, even for Tennessee's sake, like I mentioned Wesley Walker earlier, if he for some reason does decide to transfer – he has to graduate before he can do that because he's transferred once already, barring any waiver court thing that the NCAA is going through. So he's another guy who might transfer out in the spring window and not to an SEC school, and he might look west as well. So I think that road in that spring window will go both ways. 
I'm, I don't think Tennessee is done looking for defensive backs. I don't know if they'll ever be done looking for defensive backs after losing six to the transfer portal. So they're still talking to some kids and working stuff out in the transfer portal. But I think the two that they got were the two on their board, top two on their board. And I think they're both solid pickups for what they're getting out of the transfer portal. All right, let's get back to Cole Harris and the tight end out of Junipero Serra High School in San Mateo, California. He is a guy that uh, suddenly fills out a pretty full tight end room. Now, not not proven guys so much at the SEC level, but when you talk about Harrison stays, uh, Ethan da- uh, Holden stays, I should say, Ethan Davis, uh, Emmanuel Okoye, and now Cole Harrison, I get the feeling that Tennessee's going to have production out of that group, Calhoun. I can't tell you I'm 100% sure who it's going to be. I think Davis is going to be a playmaker uh, as soon as next year. But you've got enough bodies where I think you can you can get some production out of that. Somebody is going to rise to the top, I would think. Yes, y- y'all know my thoughts on Holden Stees. Cole Harrison himself is a project because right now he's coming in at 6'6", 215. He's going to need two. He, he's not going to get to where he needs to be in just one all-season conditioning program. He's going to need two all-season conditioning programs to get to where he needs to get to. And so I don't think he'll be ready to go next year. So I think it, we know Ethan Davis, obvious playmaker. I think the other guy is Emmanuel Okoye. He will have gone through two all-season conditioning programs starting this year because I think he was like 230 when he committed. And I believe they want to get him up to – I'm not sure exactly where he is now, but I, I would assume they want to get him up to about 250. And so I think next year you're going to see Ethan Davis and Emmanuel Okoye kind of alternate and then Cole Harrison be the future. Again, Holden stays. My default is that's not going to work out and I just have to be proven wrong because of my experience with players transferring from other schools that didn't play that much. I may like Harrison. I may like Harrison a little more than you after watching a little bit of his tape. What are your thoughts on Harrison, Jory? Yeah, I think he's a late bloomer in this class. He played in the top in the top high school circuit in California for one of the best schools in the country. And he managed to go for a lot of yards, 31 catches, I believe for over 800 yards that, I mean, it's proven production. He's a three-star. I still think for a lot of these kids in recruiting, he went, he's just a late bloomer. And the exact number was 32 passes for 600 yards and eight touchdowns. And he's also now the only tight end commitment in this class. So whether you like him or not, he has to work out for what this team has right now because you're going to need some help in the pass catching game once because Holden stays was not very productive in the receiving game. He's a blocking tight end. So you're going to need somebody to help out Ethan Davis. And I do believe Ethan Davis will be a star for this team next year. And that's their goal with him. I think Emmanuel Koye is probably still several steps behind Ethan Davis. He suffered an injury at the end of the year, which he wasn't playing, but it also just hampers him getting learning how to play football because he just started playing football two, three years ago overseas. So I think Ethan Davis is probably going to be your leading tight end next year. And then whether you like Holden stays or not, you're going to need some help in the run game blocking. Cause I'm, I assume Ethan, St- I mean, Ethan stays is not a Jacob Warren or McCallan castles in the blocking game where they're basically a extra offensive lineman on the line. Like you have with those two guys. So I think you're going to need to get some production out of Holden stays. You're going to need Cole Harrison to end up panning out in a year or two after two conditionings, like Calhoun said, so I think all of the, every pickup in this tight end room has been productive and for a reason. Now it's just a matter of, like Calhoun is talking about, if it actually pans out to how the team wants.